Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Man, this this fucking movie. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. (laughs) My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And I'm Kyle Edward Ball, which people sometimes accidentally call Bell as well. Oh, nice. We're like related but not yeah really. the tech i think that makes you like some sort of cousins yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh <laughs> hey we just watched uh quaden is it quaden quite it's quite dawn which i think is it roughly translated as ghost stories Man, in Japanese. I already, yeah i already fucked it up all right yep. podcast over <laughs> Kyle, thank you so much for thank being here. Thank you so, so much. Very excited for to have sure. you. For sure. It's an absolute delight to have you here. And uh, before we get started, is there anything uh, you need to tell the world? Anything you want to plug? Anything that's perhaps happening right now in your oh, life that um, you want to talk about? So the only big thing, so my movie Skinamarink is slowly being released in four markets, but I don't know which ones. So um, is it like a game? Yeah. No, it's weird because like, so here's an example. So some distributors, I'm, I'm heavily involved, like the Mexican release of the movie. I did like 10 interviews and it was a whole thing. And then one day I just saw that we had done $60,000 in Russia and I didn't even know we were releasing in Russia. (laughs) And like, I also asked like, I told a friend, I told a friend who was born in Siberia, um, oh, like we released in Russia. And she's like, aren't they under sanctions? And I'm like, I don't think it counts for weirdo movies. Like it's like for (laughs) finance and weapons and like, I think movies, What or maybe we are, maybe I'm going to get in trouble. I don't know um, if Skinamarink is going to tip the balance. Yeah. (laughs) And then. Another thing, um, we, as of August 4th in the United States, are also on top of being on Shutter and AMC Plus and Video On Demand, we're now on Hulu. Oh, okay. Oh, excellent. So I might be getting some mouse money. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Skinamarink, uh, a Disney film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I, I can see this film, weirdly enough, translating to different countries because it's not yeah um, it, it's, it's limited dialogue dialogue and heavy, yeah. yeah and it's kind of a it it's kind of based on uh kind of universal vibes i would say that's yeah. a weird way to put it but like yeah no it's i i i was likening it to dave I, i've said this to him a hundred times already probably but it feels like it's the feeling 
I had when I was a little kid and I was up later than I was supposed to be. Like I knew I was wasn't yeah. supposed to be awake at that hour. It's like that vibe. It's so that perfect feeling. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I I feel like it has a lot in common with the movie that we just watched today. Honestly. Oh, totally. Like Qui-Gon, I so J horror in general, I've always really liked because it's so atmosphere driven. Yeah. And Qui-Gon, like I, I told you guys, I've seen it 30 times, like about 30 times. And, but some of that's cheating because I will occasionally use it as my false, like go to bed movie. Uh, so I had that on my notes. This is a background go to sleep movie for yeah, sure. So in actuality, I've seen the first hour and 15 minutes, probably over 30 times. Right. <laughs> I've seen the movie to completion, maybe only three or four times. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a three hour long movie. At least that's is that the director's cut? I thought I think so, I thought list is two hours as well. Because the there was release. there was the there's the complete Japanese and now Criterion version, which is three hours. And when it was released in the 60s, there was a shortened American version mm. that I think weirdly enough, I think they cut one of the segments and it was they the do. woman in woman in the snow segment i believe yep. which is maybe the best segment and yeah. on top of that was was even like that was redone for the tales of the dark side movie i was a i was so yeah. excited yeah. to tell you that i was watching i'm like this is the james remar gargoyle yeah, story yeah. from tales from the dark well, side <laughs> apparently it's based off an old story because i was right, watching right. with my partner and they they uh they identified it as well from like old folklore like there's different versions of it and stuff like that so i thought that was really cool because they were saying that to me and then tom you're texting me like this is from tales from the dark side and I'm like yeah that would be where where tom identifies it yeah from. that's that's where yeah, my brain goes that's where i first saw it too because as a kid i saw tales of the dark side and also that weirdly i saw it when i was like four or five and that was where I learned about the concept of trick photography because in, I think that segment in Tales of the Dark Side, or maybe it's another one, someone gets decapitated by the gargoyle. <laughs> and I asked my mom how they did that. And she explained the concept of trick photography to me. So, Oh, that's really cool. When was the first time you saw this film? I, I think I was, I don't know, maybe 13, 14. Really? Like, how did, how like, did you find it? Yeah. It was a DVD, a like an early Criterion DVD at a video store. We had an Edmonton called Alternative Video Spot, which was like the cool video store. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that yeah. I had to like take multiple buses to get to. And like, um, so yeah, I would have been a teenager when I when I saw it. So. That checks out. I, I felt like watching it, I was like, how did I not see this earlier in my life? Um because it's not it's not that it's it's a pretty like it was nominated for best it was international best foreign language film yeah. at the academy awards it didn't win and i think the the version that most academy of voters would have seen would have been the one that cut the woman in, woman the, in snow the snow saying right. yeah like that's a real shame yeah um for people if anything i might this... i might have trinned some out of uh huichi the earless yeah like that's like a full 90 minute sequence i know like that's almost a feature in itself yeah it was hard because watching it knowing that there was a two-hour version i was wondering like did they just cut one out 
like where you can't really trim each story down because like you were saying the I beauty was, of, I was being facetious oh yeah, yeah no yeah. no yeah for sure but the beauty it, it really is the the the, the kind of the slow burn of it all. I think actually the first one was my favorite for people listening who hasn't seen the movie. This is an anthology, a horror anthology, anthology a series film. of ghost yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's done. It's really, really dreamlike. Uh, it yeah. takes its time. It's, it's all done on sets, which I thought was really cool. It reminded mm-hmm. me of that. 80s. There's a handful of location ones, but most of it's on sets. Yeah, it's like yeah. a combo a bit. It's like this yeah. ha- super heightened reality. It reminded me of the 80s horror movie um, uh, Company of Wolves. Company does of a Wolves. Similar thing. And like, it. it's, it, it, it's, it does a similar sort of thing where it uses the really surreal sets that are supposed it, to be these, these huge outdoor locations. And you can tell they're sets, but it's like you're supposed to be able to tell because it's like part of the heightened yeah, reality. Yeah, it's a it. Technicolor Cinemascope. Yeah, yeah, it gave yeah, me um, Houseu vibes. Not really in the way it was made, but the sets. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. If you've seen Unwelcome, that was a newer film, has that dreamy horror look. It's it's I a rare seen. look. I feel like it, it. It's kind of more in older horror films like this, where yeah, like I, this film isn't. I it didn't at least like you you mentioned it's something to fall asleep to. Like it's like dreamy and like. It it's more creepy and and yeah, less yeah. than it's trying to like terrify you. Um, I wouldn't say it's of the time because it's telling these very simple uh, ghost stories. You know, most of them are very straightforward, but it's just telling them in such a extremely beautiful way that it's like uh, the slow burn and the vibes of it all just make it a gorgeous movie and a really like calming watch. And like I felt. So pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think that it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I love that it takes its time with each vignette. And I think sort of like, maybe this is just like my modern movie brain, but like no, when I understanding that it was an anthology helped the not helped me not be intimidated by the runtime, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I much prefer that where if, yeah. if it's a three hour film and you get like through a half hour and you're like, man, so this for two and a half more hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> this one, if you're like, ah, this one isn't my cup of tea. Well, there'll be another in, in 40 yeah. minutes or so. I do like that. Some, they didn't like the lengths were varying where you didn't quite know when each one would end. Like there wasn't. Um, and it's, what is it? Four stories total. Four. Yeah, yeah, so it's I'll, I'll go. So it's um, I think it's um, called uh, the Black Hair. Yep, that's the first um, one. The Woman in the Snow, Hochi the Earless, um, and a cup of tea. And so there's kind of an interesting story behind it too, because obviously, so there are all these old Japanese folklore stories that were compiled into a book by a Dutch explorer, like a Dutch guy or not Dutch explorer, just some Dutch guy compiled all these stories into a book, um, released the book in the West. And I think Japan is as well. And then they were recycled back into this movie. So it's this weird retelling of a retelling of a translation of a translation right um because obviously these these stories are known in japan but an outsider came in and and wrote them all down so 
So they were like, yeah, it's like a copy of a copy. They yeah transferred it over. I wonder now it makes me want to look at the original stories for sure. But it, I think it was all just word of mouth back in the day because they're folk tales, right? So yeah, and there's probably different versions too. I would assume, right? So yeah, yeah, a lot of it feel like very basic, like uh, you know, uh, J horror. There's a lot of themes that are in this that run throughout that into the 90s yeah. and stuff where yeah. it's it's almost like horror one or 101 with the, the stories like the first one is um what was that one the black hair black hair it's, yeah. it's a guy who leaves his wife to find a samurai right to leave his well, he's they're all they're all like campfire tales right yeah, basically because yeah, like the first yeah. one is he's he's it's, it's a scorned lover he he abandons yeah. his wife because they're too he, poor he's like yeah yeah he doesn't want to live in poverty and then so he with his standing as a samurai marries a noble woman who he hates and doesn't love and yeah yeah, he's got to ride horses all day, apparently. Yeah. Shoot at things. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a real dull job most of the time. He does, it was really funny because he's like bored while doing it. He's he's right, thinking yeah. of his he's like thinking about life. his, his ex office shooting arrows, shooting yeah. arrows. No, I yeah. think that was my favorite solely because of the the sound throughout that creaking sound. Yeah, um, oh, it was the, the most, that she. Yeah, yeah, it was probably, and then it felt like it was like you know her bones, the decay of the house. Like it yeah. kept the creaking kept taking on new yeah. meanings. There's and a, it was just such a cool sound design throughout that one specifically. So speaking of sound design, because I, I listened to the commentary track one time. I think there's a Criterion commentary done by like a film critic or historian. And I never really noticed this until someone pointed it out. The sound design is so interesting because there's long blocks where there's the sound design is completely unrealistic. So it's only dialogue and then another sound effect. So there'll be parts where people open and close doors and you don't hear it. So yeah. it's they're incredibly minimalist. And with the sound design, there's never more than two pieces of sound at a time. Like it's it's incredibly like there's one part where again the riding the horses part where they have actual sound like okay this is all the sound of the setting and that's it like everything else is like yeah there's minimal. no background sound it, yeah it's really noticeable in the third segment during the naval battle when it's like this huge epic action sequence and yeah. most uh there's mostly no sound it's yeah. just yeah the, the... it's just the guy singing yeah yeah and yeah man that's um you do a similar thing in Skinnamarink. <laughs> yeah, but well, but in Skinnamarink, it, it's there's always there's always hiss and hum and always and like this. But I I'm not gonna lie, I was consciously thinking like, okay, imagine you're making Quidon when I was doing the sound for mine, like because it, it just more of the mindset of how can you be interesting with the sound design? Like, don't you're not doing film school 101 okay a door opens put a door opening there like i yeah yeah it's and more it the really philosophy well. right it works great for horror like it's weird right because yeah. i yeah I, this this movie i definitely like the sound design remind me of skin rank it also remind me of, um like evil dead where they do the creaking as well where it's making the sound design really alien and something that right it's stand like a, out. The, the transposition of it like you said it's an it's a not the correct sound and it's like it may be a, like a normal sound but it's like mm -hmm. drilled into in such a way that or rather where it keeps repeating itself 
so it creates like it's almost its own motif of 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 creepiness at that point even though it's like it can be a regular sound like in this thing with like the loom just clacking yeah. as he thinks about his wife working at the weaving the cloth yeah did and, you oh go on did um i actually there's a jump scare for me in this movie but like just the first time i saw it when i was a kid um i i just was i don't know like and it's kind of obvious but like the part at the end of the cup of tea where you see the publisher in the oh, tea man. that made me jump and there's no sound that's yeah. probably yeah that's probably the most um like like modern horror sensibilities yeah. in this and I, I, did you jump at when the publisher first reacts to it like no i jumped when you see him in the tea oh, like okay, when you yeah. see that woman uh see him in the tea and run and you don't but you don't see her seeing it you just see her reacting to something and then you see his face in the tea and it's so simple right yeah. i don't know like just was not expecting it this does yeah. it a few times um where uh, the jump is kind of at the person jumping themselves right it's the reaction yeah. more of anything so it, it's yeah. especially with the, the in the cup of tea one where you see her reaction and then you see his reaction and it's almost worse like it's so extreme so it's like your my mind is like bracing myself for what it is and it's so not what i would like the image is not what i was expecting at all it which yeah. adds to like the like when you see it it's, it's definitely... like his, it's his whole ass body inside this yeah, thing. yeah it's the most haunting one that it's that's really a, wild yeah that one was so that was a really weird story i know we're jumping around but like the cup of tea one felt like a twilight zone episode at first um yeah i think there it's is a, not twilight zone there's a outer limits is that the other one the yep. where yeah. the guy keeps seeing the person in a reflection and it's just like the, yeah. the opening offer is this, this weirdo keeps showing up in his tea reflection and this guy yeah. is just like not into it <laughs> and I thought and that the, was point, a the point of the cup of tea too was that so, oh some stories they just are not finished right and that was right. the, the kind, of, kind of interesting motif is we see this story so it opens with a publisher then we see the story that he's writing or retelling and then at some point it ends awkwardly and it's like okay so that's where the story ended and we come back to the publisher who's disappeared and yeah yeah oh yeah yeah, because the basic story is, yeah, the guy haunted by this weird dude sneering at him for the tea. It's kind yeah. of a shit-eating grin, too, which yeah, made it, it sort of... Yeah. And then he breaks the cup, and then the guy shows up like, hey, what the hell, man? You yeah, why yeah. you drink me? That's messed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he drinks him first. Yeah. Right. And then he just sort of uh, haunts him with uh, three other dudes. Uh, and then... Yeah, his henchman. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> interesting take on ghosts. Um, the Like... In this, and I think in most of the stories, the ghosts are fairly accessible. If that makes sense, it reminded me of the the movie Ghost Story, the one with Fred Astaire, um, mm. where the ghost f- is sort of like just hanging out a lot of the time. Yeah, there's that element where it's like, like that's right. what I liked about the first one. <laughs> the ghost in he, Ghost Story has a job. Yeah, she holds an apartment. Uh, but like the black hair reminded me of that where he hangs out with her for a bit, it, whether yeah, it's a fantasy night. or not. Um, and it's that like adds to the extra creepiness for me is that idea that he's just been walking around this, like well, a completely abandoned house without realizing it. Going uh, to bed with a corpse. Yeah. That's why that one really resonated with me. Cause I just, it's a very simple one, but I, I always find that 
basic concept they, very creepy they, they stick with it like they they stick with the reveal like the reveal yeah. keeps unraveling because it seems like he is then trapped there and starts to rapidly age i think yeah. i'm interpreting that correctly and yeah. so does her Shyamalan. corpse yeah he does <laughs> he, <laughs> he sure gets does. old um the, well, the... They built their house on the beach that makes you old yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I just and so it's like his reaction is like sustained for like a couple of minutes and he keeps getting old and the makeup is like really extreme and intense and then the body keeps getting worse. It's just they they just live in that 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 horrible horrible reveal for so long that yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I agree with you, David. That was either that one or the woman in the snow are the ones that really stuck with me. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's the one that stuck with me, but there's definitely like um Hyochi the earless, that's like I think that's the one that's like kind of a masterpiece, right? In in every yeah. mm-hmm. uh in every way, shape, or form. It's just it's so epic and the the first opening battle sequences, the music is gorgeous. And then it does that same thing where he thinks he's playing at this like temple and it's just a cemetery, which it's is creepy. Yeah. And the reveal of when they paint all and that's just it's so beautiful. All the text on his like that's a mm-hmm. such a powerful image and then when the ghost comes to retrieve him and he can't see him and then you see but he can see his ears and you're like oh they forgot to paint his <laughs> fucking paint ear. damn ears i'm trying to yeah. say when they were painting him i was like the ears get the ears get the ears and they didn't it was like ah shit <laughs> that i i don't want to sound stupid like that comp- when i first saw it even <laughs> though i knew the name of it too right. like you'd think you would click and i just didn't click and it, like i was genuinely like oh right. yeah, it, was the, yeah. it was the same for me like when it gets that scene the ghost shows up and he looks over and you can see him he's kind of like predatored out except he's got two big ears that are just totally yeah. invisible i was like ah fuck the earless right <laughs> And he's got, yeah. he has a samurai sword. So I thought, oh, well, he's going to lop those off. Nope. He, pulls, <laughs> he rips them off. It's like such an intense, what a, mm, what a great like decision for a horror like, movie. Just like, I just like that he's also like, oh man, my boss is going to yell at me. Right, if yeah. I, don't bring I better him get something. these ears just to like prove that I did my job. And then he laboriously rips his ears off for like it's a full good. minute. He's such a sympathetic character, too. He's this blind monk, right? Like, yeah, yeah who can, but he can play whatever instrument that is so beautifully, and he can recite this specific historical event so well that the ghosts, um, what it, God, they're. The ghosts are kind of, they seem bored, right? They're, they just they, want to they they hear, hear him about play the own... song of the battle they died in. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Which... With, it is a very haunting instrument. I forget what that instrument's called, but yeah. like, it's beautiful. And it also reminds me of the, the sound design throughout. Like, it's kind of unnerving. It's like these plucking yeah. sounds. Um, and the way he's singing and telling the story is also like beautiful and unnerving. It's just the, like the perfect combination, which I'm sure there's like, you know, a lot of cultural background to it, but just like using it for this movie, it just, it, it kind of settles into that story really well. Uh, that is probably the best one because it begins yeah. with him singing it and you don't even know who's singing it, right? You're just watching the yeah. battle with the singing and you don't even think of like why that singing might matter. Um, it reminded me a little bit of The Fog 
because it has that like ghost pirate feel right and it's uh, it's yeah. got that same vibe as like the mist coming out and stuff like that yeah i think that one that how long was that was about it like 90 minutes 90 minutes yeah that really does no. feel like it's its own movie i think it was about because i remember because last night i just rewatched that segment and the t segment because i've seen the first two segments again 30 times right, right? so um i i think the the fine the t and hochi the earless are 90 minutes total so i th- i think it's about an hour like an hour and five or 70 minutes okay yeah yeah that felt like it could have been in another world uh its own movie uh yeah because it is like it's such a i don't know it's it's haunting and it's also weird and it's fun at the same time and it had the most it felt like it had the most developed characters too Mm -hmm. yeah his two little goofball sidekicks at the temple yeah like (laughs) like these two like almost comedic relief characters right yeah there's a an unexpected it's not like a joke fest but there's an unexpected amount of comedy in this movie for me yeah like there's there's some genuinely funny jokes <laughs> yeah and they're they're like kind of dicks one of them is kind of a dick to him like like oh like how do how do you sleep with a woman if you can't see like he's right but, and the other one is like nice to him and you know how I I mean, there's no way to answer this. I'm wondering how this movie was received when it came out. Like, I know it was well liked. It was, you know, nominated and all that. But like, Mm -hmm. it it, it feels weird by today's standards, you know, like, especially with the way modern horror goes. But I'm just wondering, like, how did it stand out, you think, in the 60s? But I'm not I'm not even sure anybody can answer that question right now. Yeah, it's hard to, it's really hard to reverse, like, and a lot of things through the grapevine get um, weirdly misinterpreted. Like, I've always heard this recurring thing that when Alien came out, it wasn't well received critically. And if you go back, that's not the case. It's just, it wasn't considered a masterpiece at the time but like a lot of critics quite liked alien like so a lot of times it's it's hard to gauge how a movie is received because we don't we we have less information to go off of so yeah yeah. i just thinking of like the style of this film i'm trying to sort of weed out what is the sensibilities of the time versus Mm -hmm. what is like very unique to because i i'm trying to think of what horror was like back at this point it was a lot of like like gothic like women. It was either monster movies or women, uh, spooky woman in the castle right. with candles, it's right? Like Hamer that. films at this time. Yeah, yeah. Is it? It's Hamer. I believe so. I've been calling Hammer? it Hammer. <laughs> Hammer. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's one of the two. I think That's Hammer's a, the cooler name to have. Obviously. That's another like Kyle falls asleep to this movie is the Hammer horror of Dracula. Oh sure, yeah. I haven't seen that one. It's it's really good. It's and I know like there's like a bajillion different Draculas. Like I get right. like that's that's but the British horror of Dracula with everyone Peter Cushing, um, 
and everyone else who's Lee. in everyone else who's yeah. in Lord of the Rings and Starlight, <laughs> just all these British guys, right? Like, right, showing up in Lord of the Rings, like ah, Dracula. I yeah, I think I think uh, the first Alfred is in it. Michael Goff. Yeah, oh, no shit. Yeah, he was in a lot of those old horror movies, which that is I think out. that's why Tim Burton made him Alfred because you know yeah. that's right. what he. You know, he put Vincent and Rice in Edward Scissorhands. And like a lot of gorgeous British baddies in it too. Yeah. It's, man, Christopher Lee. We watched, what is it, Howling 2? That's the one he's in, right? Yeah, My Sister's a Werewolf. What is it? Have you seen that one? <laughs> it's just funny how like, I think Christopher Lee is like, you know, he's fancy, very respectable and, uh, actor, but he's a horror actor. So right, it's like, yeah. oh, he'll do the schlock. He doesn't care. Yeah, he did lots of yeah. schlock. He was like yeah. Denzel. Yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about the the woman in of the snow at all. That is uh, this one. That is definitely the most memorable one. Um, it's I it's, love the lighting in it. Oh yeah, they do well. I, I like the lighting throughout. It, like throughout, they do that. Yeah, they really nail the lighting and the, like eyes, the, the eyes in the sky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like lighting changes, like it's a like it's a stage show. Like, sometimes yeah, like a theatrical where, production. Yeah. yeah, yeah, where like they'll do yeah spotlighting on certain people and stuff like that. Yeah, the woman in the show snow is a guy who's uh, out in the snow, and he he him and uh, a buddy encounter this woman who. I well, don't know. he's the apprentice to the woodcutter, right? So he's a boy of eighteen. Um, who? But like, I googled, I googled the actor because. I think he's kind of handsome and yeah. in reality he was 33 oh yeah you can tell they, he's a grown-ass man yeah yeah but so he's the apprentice to the woodcutter he's gonna learn how to cut wood and they go out cutting wood and a snowstorm befalls them so they find a a shack of some sort to to seek shelter and um the old man says, succumbs to the 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 cold which is uh, of course um interpreted as the woman in the snow so like a snow demon of some sort right yeah and yeah and she 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 kills the guy and then she's just like you know snitches get stitches to this other guy she's just like don't want to tell anybody about this kind of takes pity on him because okay well he was old but you're your and she specifically says you're a handsome you're handsome right yeah right? and you're so like, young i'll i'll spare you bye and then yeah she spares him because he's a snack yeah, yeah. and then she marries him and yeah. then she marries him <laughs> like, i'll circle she, back around to that guy she's like the perfect wife in every way shape and form like you see those old um those women in the town doing laundry talking about her and they're like oh she's perfect even her mother-in-law loves her and like you know mother-in-laws they never liked the job but right even yeah and and they're like she never ages and it's like hmm that's ghost flag right to be clear they have it this the film does not specifically tell us at this point that she this the the snow demon and his wife are the same person but you can kind of tell and they also the old women do say wow it's like have you ever seen that movie about the beach where everyone gets old it's like she <laughs> went to the opposite beach or not the opposite right. beach but like a halfway beach where she doesn't get like younger or anything she just stay like uh, it was it was weird that so prescient that yeah. they knew about the beach where you get old 
And that yeah. a woman says, imagine a beach between a Benjamin Button beach and a beach that makes you old. She's on that beach. Right. The movie is called like, Youngish. It took took me out of the movie. They had that whole... Yeah, they weird. really, yeah. really paused the movie to talk about the beach that makes you old. It factors they... into each of the four ghost tales. Yeah. <laughs> they mention Shyamalan by name. Yeah, he shows up. He's yeah. the ghost. Airbender. Airbender's <laughs> briefly yeah. referenced. <laughs> And that one woman's like, you know what? I'm gonna. She's she's like, I'm gonna say it. Like he gave us six cents. He gave us unbreakable. Oh yeah. And I really like the signs. And I'm like, this is this. <laughs> this now is you know. Now looking back, I understand why for the American release they cut that out. Yeah, all the that segment out of the yeah. It's probably pretty confusing. <laughs> they didn't want to alarm people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've seen seventy years in the future. <laughs> No, just Shyamalan. I oh, like yeah, the just idea Shyamalan. of just seeing Shyamalan in yeah. the future. Right, we've seen 35 <laughs> years into the future and found Shyamalan. Yeah, we just yeah. watched. And yeah, it takes some pretty big swings, but a lot of them are good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so he and then basically he they have kids. He 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 makes her sandals. And then and then he's he like, does. oh, he I got the wildest sandals. story for and you. And the final shot, it's so powerful. He leaves her sandals in the snow so good. and it ends with the sandals being it's poetry. Yeah. The it whole is. fucking thing is poet. It's like, it's, it's perfect. I think quiet on is, is kind of perfect. I, I th- think so. Yeah. I would tend to agree. Certainly as a film and as a piece of art, definitely. Yeah. Um, for what it's I do doing. love that last image. Yeah just leaving the sandals for in the snow and then they, they disappear. It's, it's a real, you know, it's, it's not as harsh as the gargoyle version of tales from the dark side. Yeah. I got to watch you promised you wouldn't say, Uh, and she turns into a guard and and the kids kids turn into into fucking that. (laughs) Uh, Apparently uh, the original version also, she kills him is uh, I like this version better where she's just like, she spares him because she genuinely, loves him and the kids um yeah and she's she like is leaving it's like if i ever hear anything yeah about you missing a soccer practice or a birthday i'm yeah. coming back here and Go i'm gonna fucking we're murder gonna, you. we're gonna I, go thought, I, I thought it was vaguely implied that she the kids went with her no, she says um, they're going to settle it in ghost court. They're going to go to uh, ghost court. She does, and they're gonna she does tell long... them. Yeah. If I hear anything about you not being good to these kids, I'm going to come back and murder you. Which is funny because you'd think he'd be like, okay, hold on. Follow up question. Do you mean like not let them eat candy or like, like, like I got to be their parent, right? Right. She does say, she does say, don't, if I don't give them anything to complain about, I think is how she phrases it. And it's like, like, good. So now is this like that twilight zone where the kid can do whatever he wants? Right. Like that. Uh, If I like make him take a bath, is my head going to get blown up by ghost magic? Instructions unclear. Um, (laughs) No, I, I'm a big fan of, of vibes i i when i was a kid like my favorite disney thing was fantasia because oh, it's just all fucking vibes. yeah uh, <laughs> that's love... an experimental film it, it really is, is. It, it was is. yeah as a teenager i had a new appreciation for it as i uh you know discovered weed like it's yeah, it's, yeah. and then uh, um like 2001 space odyssey i really like i always like my favorite film really a hundred percent it's a well, i I've saw that when i was like saying that eight or nine and ever since then, I was a fucking weird kid. Like that is my <laughs> favorite. That that is the greatest film. Period. I fucking love that film. I love the 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 hauntingness of 
you know, that general unknown. I love how it treats aliens like it's treats aliens it's as scary. like a paranormal entity as. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. scary. Uh, and but I it's... just love how long and beautiful it is. You know, I, I, w- I was a slow adopter of 2000. It took me a long time to come around in 2001. Like I always liked the the stuff in the beginning um, with the first when they find the first monolith in space. Yeah. Um, and I liked the how stuff, but like conceptually it just sort of like confused me, but like as the older I got, I was watching it really settling into the vibe. Yeah. So like, yeah. It's, it's a more mature film. To, it can be, it can be a while to get into rock Hudson apparently hated it. He was at the Los Angeles premiere and it was noted that rock Hudson like angrily stood up about an hour or hour and a half in the screening and shouted, does anyone know what's going on? And stormed <laughs> out That's great. to yeah. go see his roommate. I, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I I heard it didn't do well at first. Like I I heard it found like a hippie crowd after it was fact. mixed, but it was a box office smash. And oh, wow. but yeah, it, but people the reaction to it then was was fairly similar to it as now because there's a lot of people still that it's like what is this? But that yeah, it's magic, you know. I like yeah. I, I, I it's it's a few stories, right? The house stuff is kind of its own thing. Um, again, in a it's way, also it's kind of a like series this. of vignettes, yeah. But it yeah. all it's all it all ties back to the same kind of themes that we can, and it's all about the monolith, right? Yeah, and, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just interesting how, like, I, I I don't know. There's a lot of long movies recently that I've been like, ah, it's way too long. But like, it's kind of some of my favorite. Like Doctor Shivago is another film that I love, and it's so much. That's also kind of vibes. Like it's just. It's just a very slow love story that takes place yeah. in a, a long amount of time. And then this one gave me that where, yeah, it's like you put it on before bed. Um, it's it's so dreamy. And I, I'm trying to like figure out why there are some long movies that I reject for being long. Well, some of my favorite ones are like this. Like I love I think it's this one. It's the anthology aspect, too. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that it's long because it takes its time, not because mm-hmm. it's trying to cram a lot of stuff in it. If that makes right. sense, the stories are all real simple. There's not, yeah. And it's a Did little. Did you all bit of see like... uh, Oppenheimer? Yeah. Yes. Did you I see it, it in seventy mil? I saw it at the Chinese theater. Uh, in oh mil. wow! Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll deal with the crowds. I'll I'll go do that. <laughs> it. I I really enjoyed it. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Um, I saw it Barbieheimer weekend. Nice. One of our party um, did do full Barbieheimer, but I just did Oppenheimer and 70 mil. And I was, it was, did your theater get hot? Because it like, there was a weird heat thing because I don't think they'd ever accommodated for back to back sold out three hour screenings on a full day so the i felt like the cumulative body oh. heat plus the heat of it was film in the With theater the projector yeah. yeah yeah like it got it got hot and the air conditioning was on full blast and yeah they must have been the theaters must have been terrified dealing with that stuff. Did you I see the size the theater, of the reels? Yeah, at the yeah. Chinese theater, I'm pretty sure there was a new booth they put up. Yeah, they set up a the thing, right? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Uh, and like I just 
years of digital projectors i'm imagining so many projectionists just having panic attacks over this shit oh my god they probably brought um, in special people i don't know there was one imax theater in ontario i think in peterborough ontario where they they had to fly someone in from los angeles oh man yeah (laughs) the specialist in there to operate this film (laughs) To Oppenheimer the film, yeah. A film that's just a, a thriller, a biopic political thriller, which I, I enjoyed a lot. I just yeah, still think same. I, I like seeing it in 70 mil and IMAX, but it's very funny to me that he's like, this is how it has to be seen. And everybody was like, all right, let's go see it. And then it's like, man, it's a lot of hearings, isn't it? And they're like, yeah, yeah. but it's huge. And it's like, okay. It's really big. Look at the size you of win, Robert Downey Jr. You won this, yeah. yeah. And a lot of like, it's that guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Oh, it's a collection of that guys. It's all there's too many. Like it's kind of in a weird way. Yeah, like another weird complimentary thing to Barbie is like that. Like Oppenheimer is just so many guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Not you, ma- how- just guys. Oh yeah. No, no. There's not many like it's a real sausage ladies. fest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it sort of. I guess it makes sense for the period film that it is. No, I'm not. I'm. I mean, literally, it's like it's that guy. It's that guy. It's right. that guy. the whole time you're not saying a name. It's yeah. that man. It's that guy. That the guy. whole time. Right. I, okay, I don't know how to explain. No, no, I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. You would. You, you would. You would. Well, maybe you would for Casey Affleck, but for like David Crumholtz, you wouldn't be like that man. You'd say, "Oh, that's that guy." You know, the yeah, guy from guy. the guy from the Santa Claus. And then they're all in it very br- like a lot of them yeah. are in it very briefly. I didn't even notice James Urbaniak. Um, because he's in like one fucking scene. I did not yeah. notice him at all. Yeah. You he's told me hanging later out with Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> Wild film. Uh, I can't wait to see that again. And Barbie. Tom has, you haven't seen Barbie yet, right? I haven't been able to see it. Okay. Okay. Barbie was a delight. A lot of good movies coming out recently. If you haven't seen Cobweb yet. Um, you need to see I that. Saw talk to me. I need to see that real dying bad. Dying to see that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Theaters. Yeah. yeah. I accidentally walked into like this was after Oppenheimer accidentally walked into the theater I went to the bathroom during it and walked into Oppenheimer um <laughs> and so I'm like what are you doing okay like it was Emily <laughs> so once and I'm like what are you doing it oh I'm an idiot and like, <laughs> I got like angry of like you're in this t- okay okay all Why right fine I guess I guess <laughs> I guess you can be in two movies. <laughs> um, the audacity of some people. Well, any other thoughts on um, uh, Quaidon? Quaidon? Am I just, I just am destined to say it wrong uh, forever? Um, I mean, the, I, I, I'm also enjoying just talking about movies. Don't get you me know, wrong. There's so many, there's so many things I could feel like I could say about it, and I've had conversations in my mind about. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I know I, I'll miss Guamo del Toro is a huge, 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 huge fan of it. That like he was, he can see that totally. He promotes the hell out of it, it's, and it gave me the vibes of like this has inspired a lot of future horror films right like yeah i felt like the makings of it feels it feels very modern in a lot of ways oh, yeah. yeah in that way i want to live on some of those sets like i have this like these technic like technicolor cinemascope sets it's like i want to live there yeah 
the uh, the 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 temple set and the Yoichi uh, the earless that was amazing. That was the one that was the best. The the knowing that the snow was probably like wax, I was like, yeah, that doesn't look so bad. Um, but that's yeah. probably kind of it's a little cold. I know it was styrofoam yeah. in a lot of old movies. So. Yeah, I was thinking wow. Doctor Zhivago. I know it was wax. It which, looks like styrofoam. Yeah, wax. it might have been styrofoam. Doctor Zhivago has this uh, a crazy set where they had to do like all four seasons, and the way they did it is they for fall they just like painted all the leaves uh, by oh. hand. For winter they just sprayed it all, and it's an outdoor set. That movie like low key did a lot of messed up stuff. I'm pretty sure an old woman got hit by a train making that movie. Uh, and they started a tire fire at one point to do like a distant, but the, they were doing, they were just doing like these over the top, like, like wild things to do the set. So I just, I was thinking wax just because that's how they did in Dr. Shivago, but it could, it could very well be styrofoam. I feel like that's I would too think, sticky. I would though. feel like, like, but wouldn't that melt because of the lights? Right. That's like true. They get, those sets get hot. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I feel like there's multiple ways to do it. Hearing stories about how things were made in the fifties and sixties, it's like how did how how were people not dying on set constantly? Like yeah. it's like there's you know. back in the twenties, they shot real bullets at actors. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, in the in the um, Public Enemy, I think, or uh, one of the Cagney gangster films. There's a shot where he moves out of the way of a window ju- uh, just as bullets perforate the glass and a moment later and they just really shot bullets at James so ridiculous. <laughs> oh so you know the grapefruit cagney scene um in one it- of the cagneys uh i i don't know whether it's public enemy but in one of the cagney gangster movies there's an infamous scene where um he's eating over breakfast with um, his mistress or, or I don't know. His, I've his heard love of this, interest. but I can't. And he takes a grapefruit and That's like right. smacks her with it and does that. And it was, it's still kind of a shocking state. It's just one of those, like, I can't believe you did look like yeah. it's. So I found out apparently that scene was like, Cagney and the actress did it as a joke. Like and she was thought, in on it? Yeah, like they did it at, like originally in the script. He was, uh, I don't know, supposed to like, I don't know, tw- probably smack her or something. And um, they Damn. did it as a, oh, the, everyone's going to laugh at this. And he, they did it and no one laughed. It's one of those things where it's like, Okay, on paper, this is kind, like kind of funny, but in actuality, it's really disturbing seeing, right? right. So it's yeah. like yeah. a pie in the face where it's like, oh, that's fun, and then yeah. if you actually smack someone with a pie, it's like that's it's hot and it if hurts. You, if if you see yeah. it, it, like it looks so violent. Yeah, I was yeah. I was reading while you were retelling the story. Apparently, he was originally supposed to throw an omelet in her face. Oh, Jesus! And he's like, well, that's too messy. I'll just use a grape. Weird. Uh, and then like I, I noticed I saw this one of the golden age of uh, the Simpsons episodes like season two or three Bart does it to someone yeah. as in like a I don't know I think it's like an imagining like Homer's imagining oh if I'm a bad parent he'll be a gangster or something and like he he cagney some Bart cagney someone so with the grapefruit so I knew I had seen it in a cartoon and I was it's like 
I was like, I think it's family guy. Like I couldn't remember. It's either the episode where they think Skinner's been killed or it's the episode. No, no that feels correct. I think it's yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Man, movies are great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're back. Dave. Old, they're back. They're back. <laughs> the movies they are really back. are. I, I've been seeing like just fucking so many good movies lately. It's great. Yeah, um, this one included. Including I had never, this I had, one. I had never even heard of this film before. No. So thank you so much for bringing it. Yeah, thank you. It's one of those, and it's one of the, um, it's always on Criterion channel. Like it's permanently on. They don't circulate it out. So I'm gonna wow, have to yeah. get. I'm gonna have to get a good, a good, uh, like uh, Blu-ray of this one. If it's yeah, I want to know like, everything one. about how they made it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Um, yes, thank you. Yeah. You uh you wanna you wanna plug anything right here at the end again? Uh, so yeah, um uh Skinamarink available on uh obviously Shutter AMC Plus Blu-ray. We actually charted in the Blu-ray charts in America and the UK the weeks we came out, so that was cool. That's oh, cool. Um, I saw and those VHSs. That's really cool. They sold out like that. Of course. Um, yeah. Of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I actually just got, because they also did a VHS of the short film that's based on Heck and a few of my like early nightmare videos. They did a VHS of that. And I oh, just got payments for it. And so I just got because they only did a hundred copies, right? So I got six hundred dollars for it, America, uh, six hundred dollars in Canadian dollars, right. and that was actually like the full budget for that short film hack. <laughs> so I've actually like fully recouped the expenses. You made money back. <laughs> yeah, nice. kind of poetic. Congratulations! Um, so we're on Hulu, and I found out, so. Is there ads on Hulu? It depends. It's I think some tiers. I don't. I don't even uh, know anymore. Uh, I don't know. It, it depends on the tier. Yeah. I think we weirdly don't have Hulu in Canada. Really? No. Like we get. We don't have Hulu. The only ones we don't have are we don't have Hulu. We don't have Screenbox, and we don't have HBO Max. But that's because hbo is everything hbo is licensed to this other service in canada called crave which is owned by like this giant media conglomerate so but so you have access you can watch the wire you can yeah yeah we get but yeah we get hbo in canada but it's not we have no max but like every other streaming service we get in canada so like netflix shutter yada 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 yeah okay that's sweet Yeah. No Hulu, and you have the milk and bags, and you have coin coin dollars. Which we when I was in Canada, so that was my favorite that's, thing. That's the milk and bags. I think is an Eastern Canadian thing because Got in it. Alberta, we we uh, I never really saw that. Okay, yeah, I've been to Montreal, and there was all the milk and bags there. And I love Montreal so much. Milk. Montreal was great. If I, I was to live in any other canadian city it would be montreal i love that like you you can go around montreal without leaving the indoors does that make sense where it's all yeah like... the underground <laughs> yeah the, the uh, underground that, that path, i think it's called yeah and we have so that was a big thing in the 70s and 80s and it was if 
fit like a glove in Canadian cities because of the climate, right? Yeah. And so Toronto and Montreal have these giant ones, but also even here in Edmonton, we have a fairly substantive underground network. Um, and now um, it, it, it caused problems in certain cities too, because it was seen as, okay, well, particularly in a city like Edmonton, it took away from the vib- vibrancy of the street, huh. right? So it's a lot of our downtown was underdeveloped because of it, because people were just underground. And so now they're seen as, as kind of bad. Like they, they try to oh. avoid doing pedway systems because they're seen as a problem. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I've, yeah. When I lived briefly in, orlando florida and like that has downtown disney and the mouse and so downtown orlando was just a ghost town because it was like what no one's going here right so like Uh, yeah yeah. Uh, anyone here is just lost yeah exactly (laughs) great punk scene though great punk scene because of course there was Um, and very big lgbtq community right because the um the uh, like a lot of gay men work at, at theme parks right like it's so i think so i think more key westy probably uh, like a okay. little lower the saying with florida is the more north you go the more south you go meaning uh, that yeah. um it's that more sense. progressive um near like like the bottom of florida which i mm. spent less time in but you know every any major city is fairly oh yeah for right? sure yeah absolutely so. um cool well, thank you for being on. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much talking. again. Thank you for uh, introducing this movie to us. Uh, yeah. It was a delight. Um, I will real quick pr- uh, plug me and Tom's Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed for everybody listening. Go check it out. We have exclusive podcasts on there. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons as well. Uh, yeah. Check yeah. that out. Yeah, we also have a store. Head over to GamefullyUnemployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. Slap your ghostly little peepers on that. Yeah. If you watch want. Out, watch out for ghosts. Yeah, watch out for ghosts. Leave them and your like, sandals. Like a lot of ghost stories, it's just like, don't mess with women because they'll become, or they could be ghosts. Right? Yeah. That's the lesson. They could Did I get the right lesson? <laughs> That's, yeah, that is kind of the theme. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a there's a yeah i think it's, it's a bit of pride i think in a lot of the stories but but mainly so, don't mess with women because they could be but ghosts. primarily yeah they could that. be ghosts yeah could be you snow never, demons you never know 